welcome to this inspiring message brought to you by Kingsword Media Outreach, a part of Kingsword Ministries International. We hope this teaching inspires you and transforms you into all that God has destined you to be. Please stay tuned for more information about Kingsword Ministries International following this message. May God bless you as you listen. Thank you for everything that you are. We look to you this morning for wisdom, for strength. We ask that the entrance of your word brings light and illumination. Think through my mind, Lord. Speak through my vocals. Let your word have free expression here today. Satan has no authority in this house. The life-transforming word of God permeates every heart and every soul in the name of Jesus. Alright, so welcome to a new season. Welcome to the second half of the year 2021. So I was driving and asking the Lord um, what I do for church part-time is I seek his face to know what the next phase would be and um, how everything will align you know and then he said to me for this next phase this next uh, um, half of the year 2021 it says that take July and teach the people how they can navigate through the remaining part of the year so we called it flight plan if you have that at work you can put it up called it flight path rather flight path how to maximize um the remaining part of the year and you do that by wisdom by god's wisdom yeah flight path flight path so all through the month of july you don't want to miss it i'll be uh, teaching about some keys seven wisdom keys for maximizing life for maximizing life glory to God so just because something is visible does not mean that it is available for the taking just because it's visible the picture I saw when the Lord spoke to me about this was I saw an airplane moving if you look at the sky, the sky is vast. It's big, right? But you find out that an airplane wants to move from here to that door. The easiest part to take is like this, right? Have you ever seen a flight plan before? A flight path? This way it's going. It goes like this. Goes like this. Goes like this. Goes like this. Then lands there. I've always wondered why until I realized that airplane has they have routes they have routes so if you're looking at the map and you think that oh because it's there I can just cross like this is the it's just there now why are you going like this it's a route they have a path they must follow 
to get to their destination. To get to their destination. So just because the, the sky is open and large and free doesn't mean the airplane just flies anyhow. It's okay, I want to go from here to uh, Lagos and then I just go straight like that and keep going straight. No. There is a flight path and a flight plan. The same way it happens in the natural. For you to navigate where you're going there is a path that God has set for you. There is a direction. There is a way you must go. Scripture tells us, train up a child in the way that he or she should go so that when he's old, he will not depart from it. It means that for every child, there is a way that child should go. Alright? So it's my duty and your duty as a parent to ask God the way this child should go and then I begin to train the child in the way that it should go so the same thing with your life and your destiny I mean the first half of the year has come and it has gone but we are faced with another half the way you run the first half will not necessarily be the way you will run the second half you may have done certain things that worked you may have done certain things that failed or didn't succeed at the time or is yet to produce results doesn't mean that you will apply all the same principles no God has a thought in his mind concerning the next half of the year he has a thought in his mind concerning every month in the year so you and I as believers knowing that we have a purpose life in God we ought to go to him and ask him what is the plan for the remaining part of the year what is my flight plan because i'm on a journey i'm going somewhere i'm moving somewhere i'm going somewhere so what is my flight path where am i going to fly through ask your neighbor where are you flying through are you going straight or you're taking the route Proverbs 20 and 5 says, Counsel in the heart of man is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. There's counsel there, but it's like deep water. You need understanding to bring it out. So the fact that counsel is available doesn't mean that it will be given. I need understanding to deliver the counsel that is inside me. A man of understanding will draw it out. The Passion Translation says, A man of deep understanding will give good advice, drawing it out from the well within him. It's there, but it requires understanding. The sky is free, it's open. But it requires a route. I can't just go anywhere. I can't just do anything. There is a route I must take in this season. There, is, there are places I, I must go. I was talking to my PE and I said, you know what, for the rest of the year, I needed to schedule me for this and schedule me for that and make sure that this happens, that happens, um, this part of the, of the month. I need you to don't schedule me for any meetings at all and all that because God is giving me my flight plan for the year, telling me how I'm going to run the next six months. 
I called the, the, the pastors and, and the management team today. I said, for the rest of the year, this and this is going to happen. This and this is going to happen. Because I'm receiving instructions for the flight we're on. I can't just do anything. I can't just run anyhow. I can't just leave anyhow. No, there is a flight plan and there is a path I must go. If I don't take the route, I'll end up where I'm not supposed to be. I'll end up where I'm not supposed to be. And every journey in life has a predetermined path that you must follow. There is a way things are done. Things are not done anyhow. There is a way things are done. In the realm of the spirit, there are ways things are done. Things are not just done anyhow. Okay, let's just be doing it. Let's just be going. No, we can't just be going. No, we cannot. God has a predetermined path, a predetermined plan for you. So as we start the second half, I want you to be deliberate about some things. That's why I'm taking all the month of July to talk about this wisdom thing. Some of the things are very, very, very simple things. Things that we would normally just take for granted. Proverbs 14, 12 says, There is a way that seems right to a man, but the end is the way of death there is a way it seems right it seems right it looks right i've done all the permutation i've done all the combination i've done everything i've plotted all the graph dust crossed all the teeth dotted all the eyes and it looks right it looks right but that's not the direction god wants you to go you've submitted all the documents prepared everything laid everything out but that's not the direction god wants you to go it looks right Everything looks like it's working. But that's not the direction. The fact that it's there, it's available, does not mean you just take it. No. Like someone was cracking a joke and said, you have to be careful the kind of testimonies you give. So the guy was walking on the road and then he saw a bag full of some money, about a millionaire or so. And he says, ah, this is the provision of the Lord. <laughs> Are you sure? Are you sure? It's not every path you must take. Tell your neighbor it's not every path you must take. There is a path designed for you. Proverbs 14, 12 in the Passion Translation says, You can rationalize it all you want and justify the path of error you have chosen. But you will find out in the end that you took the road to destruction. That's hard. That's hard. You can justify it. You can rationalize it. Oh no, according to Pacello's principle. You can justify that. No, 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 no. I got there first, you know. According to the law of first arrival. You can justify it anyhow you want. Nobody will ever arrive at a right destination on a wrong road. You cannot tell me you're going to Abuja and then you're heading to Lagos. If I told you will get to Abuja eventually, but you will first get to Lagos. Because you're on a road to Lagos. So you cannot rationalize it. You cannot um, you know, justify it. No. No. It's a different half of the year. 
It's a different half. I don't care what has happened in the first half, but this half is a different half. You can't play by the same rules. Say so you will find out in the end that you took the road to destruction. You took the road to destruction. So be deliberate about it. Tell your neighbor, be deliberate about the second half of the year. I said the goal of life is not to exist, but to maximize existence. You know, people say, at least thank God that we're alive. That's not it. The goal of life is not just to exist, but to maximize your existence. Maximize the reason you're here. To live life to the full. To live to the full the, ex the essence of that existence. To live it to the full. That's what Jesus said in John 10. 10. says the thief comes to steal, to kill and to destroy. But I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Another translation says, and have it to overflowing. He said, I didn't just come so that you, you, you be existing. No, that's not why I'm here. There is a plan. I want you to have life to the full. I want you to enjoy life to its fullest. I want you to maximize it. I want the essence of why you are here to be fully maximized. I want it fully maximized. I read a translation the Amplified Translation. It says the thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have and enjoy life. And have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. And have it till it overflows. So he's not just contended with the fact that you are existing. No. See, thank God we're here. It's okay, that's one level. But also thank God that we need to enjoy life to overflowing, to the full, to maximize our existence. Thank God for that. So where's the first wisdom key? Your uniqueness is your critical success advantage. The thing that makes you unique is critical to your success. The thing that makes you stand out. The thing that makes you separated from every other person. The thing that makes you you is critical to how you will succeed in the, for the rest of the year. You can't be everybody and you cannot be the other person beside you. No, you cannot. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. From verse 12. It says, For we dare not class ourselves or compare ourselves with those who commend themselves. But they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. Say, it is not wisdom for you to compare yourself with another person. It's not a wise act. So your uniqueness, the thing that makes you different. Have you ever seen anyone who says that, ah, say, what are you doing? Say, I'm drinking water. Ah, I started clapping for you. 
You're drinking water. Wow. Wow. That's a skill. Have you seen that? Say, where are you? Man, I'm just sleeping. Oh my God. You're sleeping. Wow. Let's celebrate him. Let's celebrate him. He's sleeping. Is that a skill? Is that what makes you unique? No. Everybody does it. Everybody uses the loop. So nobody celebrates you for doing that. So what makes you unique? People celebrate your uniqueness. And let me tell you something about uniqueness. At first, uniqueness is a problem. Because we just want to be like everyone. Have you asked yourself the question before? It's like I'm not normal. If you've not asked yourself that question, you've not found yourself. Let me say it again. If you've never asked yourself that question, you've not found yourself. When you find yourself, you'll be asking yourself if you are normal. That's the truth. Because when you discover yourself, it will be different from the other person. And that other person will be different from you. So you will ask within you that, okay, why is my own different? Why am I thinking the way I'm thinking? Have you been in a team before and you're trying to achieve a task or a goal and then they are talking in one direction but the picture you are seeing is big. At the end of the day, you think there's a problem with you. I've had people come to me and say, Pastor, am I okay? He said, because they don't seem to understand me. So when I listen to them and hear what they have to say, you know the conclusion? They are in the wrong company. They are in the wrong association. Because they are not speaking your language. They are not saying, you are not seeing the same thing. So rather than be angry that your own is too much, why don't you find the people that understand your language? Be careful the things you conform to. All for the sake for acceptance. Are you hearing me? I want people to accept me. Because of that, I change who I am to conform so that they can accept me. No. The Bible says that that's not a wise thing to do. It's different from someone who is heady. I like born. <laughs> or someone who is stubborn. Or who does not just want to mingle. It's different. There are people like that. They just don't want to mingle. They like to be on their own. That's a different thing. I'm talking of someone who you have a value. You have something to offer. And then because of what you're offering, it's unique. So people are not accepting it because they don't understand it yet. One of my mentors used to say, he said, when people, when your product or what you're selling, what you're offering is top-notch, and people cannot afford it. What they do is that they try to castigate it and bring it down so that you will no longer see the value in what you are offering. 
He said, but never do that. He said, keep your prize the way it is. They will live with the regret that they are unable to do business with you. Hoping for the opportunity that they will rise up to your level to do business with you. Guess what? Those people will recommend you to those who will do business with you. Say, if you want to do something, oh, you can go to A. But man, if you want quality, it's B, it's B, it's B. They cannot afford B, oh, but they will recommend you to people who can afford it. Why? Because you are staying in your niche. You are staying in your lane. I think the anointing of God on you faith. Immediately I said that, God just said to me that the kind of people that will do business with you and you should not bring down your level at all. I just saw that anointing on you. Don't bring down your level. Don't bring it down. Because they leave that place hoping that they will do business with you. So when somebody comes to them and says, look, give me somebody that can deliver. Give me somebody that can do this thing excellently. Say, ah, no, I have one guy. His name is uh, his name is John. Ah, like always was telling me one day wanted to do something. Say, Pastor, I know one guy. Oh. Ah, but the guy they fail. The guy is good, oh, but it will disappoint you. That's just the truth. I say, but the guy is good. Oh, Pastor, he will disappoint you. Say, but I know another person. Your price may be high. Your value may be high. But it's for a people. So you don't bring it down. You don't bring it down. You don't bring it down. The moment you begin to bring it down, the, ground, the lower level is crowded. It's crowded. It's crowded. Everybody will come. Everybody will come. It's crowded. When the Bible says kings will come to the brightness of your rising, what do you think he's talking about? He's talking about when you celebrate your uniqueness to a point that they are looking forward to do business with you. To the brightness of your rising. You're not conforming. Kings don't go for what everybody has, do they? No! You go into the coffers of a king, you see rare things. If everybody has it, the king will not go for it. So when the Bible says kings will come to the brightness of your rising, it's distinguishing you. It's telling you that, look, you have something inside of you that you should celebrate. That differentiates you. And when you put it out, kings will see it. Commoners may not identify. They will tell you it's too expensive. But the people that can pay will say, oh, really? Oh, that's nice. Give me 15 without pricing don't you love such clients you put out your dress put it on social media and they see it, say how much it's 35,000 say madam you know you know greet to five block the person unfollow the person as bad market but make sure what you have is excellent excellent Excellence will always sell. It has its own customers. It's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. It has its own customers. Celebrate your uniqueness. Galatians 2 and verse 6. It says, but from those who seem to be something, whatever they are, 
it makes no difference to me God shows personal favoritism to no man for those who seem to be something added nothing to me but on the contrary when they saw that the gospel from the uncircumcised had been committed to me as the gospel for the circumcised was to Peter for he who worked effectively in Peter for the apostleship to the circumcised also worked effectively in me toward the Gentile so the issue is not that you're different it is that your difference is impacting a generation so as God sent Paul to the Gentiles he also sent Peter to the Jews but it's the same gospel so we can be in the same market doing the same thing but we should have different clients we should have different people we're speaking to that we're in the same market does not mean that we should be having the same results no if you celebrate your uniqueness and celebrate the people you are sent to that's all you need and i tell you all the time in this church we're not sent to everybody no we're not we can speak to the city and have meetings and have large crowds and all that but we are not sent to everybody even jesus was not sent to everybody he said i was sent but to where the lost sheep of israel and it took that woman a deep understanding inside to pull what she needed from jesus he said even the dogs they eat from the crumbs that fall on the table and jesus will say i've not found such great faith i haven't found i haven't found so the issue is not that you're different but how are you maximizing that difference you cannot be contented with the fact that you are different without your difference making a difference oh i'm different i'm different i'm unique i'm unique i'm unique i'm unique it's all mouth if it's not making a difference if your difference is not impacting the world that you are then it's all noise it's all noise look at the life of jesus he was very different but his difference made a difference in the world he said never a man spoke like this never a man spoke like this he said who is this that even the winds and the sea they obey him who is this his difference was changing things shaping culture shaping society changing things around so don't just be content in the fact that i'm different oh me i'm different no that difference has to make a difference in your world in your office your environment it has to make a difference in your business it has to make a difference it has to impact the world it has to change society it has to so if you brag about if all you brag about is your coat of many colors and it's not adding color to your world and delivering a nation from famine then your difference is not maximized <clears throat> if all joseph was bragged about was that he had a coat of many colors 
Yes, he was a different child. But that difference had to make a difference. So you are not just different because you are just different. There's a reason to it. There's a purpose to it. So imagine if Joseph woke up in the morning and, and taunts his brothers and his siblings and his parents with the fact that he had a dream and the sun, moon and, and 11 stars were bowing down to him and all that. If he woke up every morning and bragged about it and bragged about it, that doesn't make it anything. No, but he was different for a reason. And that reason was that he was going to deliver a nation from famine. So when you live here today, don't just go with the thought that, oh, I'm unique, I'm different, I'm specially made, I'm a royal priesthood. Yes, and all that, but it's to a purpose. It's to a people. It's to a world, a generation, a community to set them free. To provide some value and service to them that will make them celebrate you and that will make kings come to the brightness of your horizon. That's the reason. So if that doesn't happen, you're not maximizing life. What happens at the end, end is that people begin to look to be like other people. When I started <clears throat> When I started teaching and preaching um, at this level, I used to be very concerned that I don't quote too many scriptures. I used to be very concerned. It's like, is it that I don't know Bible? And I know. <laughs> I used to be very concerned. Sometimes I would have preached and preached and forgot that, oh, I've not quoted scripture. I used to be very concerned until God began to tell me, what are you concerned about? The word that I give you to tell the people or what? That's when he began to tell me things that look, what, you are, what I'm saying and what you are hearing are two different things. Because I'm speaking from the revelation that God has given to me but you are hearing from the revelation that God is giving to you through what I'm saying. So he, as he's speaking through me is spirit and life that is flowing through you. So what I'm saying and what you are hearing should be different. So when I'm teaching people in a class or giving a coaching session, I tell them, I say, don't write what I'm saying. Write what I'm not saying. Because me, I wrote what I heard in the place of the spirit. Now I took that spirit presence and brought it here. As I'm talking to you, life and spirit is entering. So don't write verbatim what I said. Write what the spirit is ministering to you that you heard that I did not hear. That's what makes the difference. Because as I'm talking, Jesus said the words I speak, they are spirits and they are life. So as I'm talking to you, the anointing is coming on you. You are getting inspiration for your business. You are getting ideas on your job. And then you are taking notes based on the revelation that is happening to you. That's what happened to the children of Israel. Um, sorry, to the, to the disciples when they got filled with the Spirit. In Acts chapter 2, the Bible says they were filled with the Spirit. And then the people heard them speaking in their own language. And then the Holy Spirit will tell me, He said, what they said and what they heard were two different things. He did not say they spoke in their language. He said they heard them 
speak in their language the disciples did not speak their language they spoke in tongues the holy spirit interpreted it to them in the way they could understand in their language in their language so you've been angry that your own tongue is not like pastor tyre's tongue so every time pastor tyre comes to pray your prayer point will be lord just give me her kind of tongue it is too sh but your own sound like a language so you are annoyed i've seen people who are angry at their own tongue is it your tongues what are you angry about he said the spirit gave them utterance and i've told you before that thing coming out is just the way your vocabulary is twinned have you heard an aquaibom, deep aquaibom man speaking tongues before? <laughs> it's the way they are wired. So when you speak in tongues, it is the spirit that is giving you utterance. And that spirit will not give you utterance in in an Oibo man's language. It will give you utterance according to your tongue, your, your accent. So that that accent is coming out does not mean that that itself is the tongue. Is the expression okay? How can a dumb person speak in tongue? If you judge it by the thing coming out from, how can he speak in tongue? Are you trying to tell me that he doesn't have the Holy Ghost? What are you talking about? If I lay hands on him, he received the Holy Ghost. The spirit is what gives you a trance. Okay, now the guy is done. Receive the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Are you now going to tell me he doesn't have the Holy Ghost? Okay. The guy is dumb and is deaf. And you want to lead him to Jesus Christ. He says, Please, how? <laughs> And then that happens, right? But your scripture told you that how the salvation comes. And confessing with the mouth. Which mouth would the dumb person used to confess? Spiritual mouth. <laughs> so when we read scriptures, read it from the place of understanding. Read it from the depth of the meaning, the communication of the spirit. Not the literal expression. Not the literal expression. What you have inside of you is so unique that when you take it and celebrate it and allow God to form in it, the world will come rally around you. I don't care if you are in Bujumbura. The world will come rally around you and celebrate that thing that you have. The Bible said of Jesus, He said, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. He says, Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it, and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward even forever 
says the seal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. That was the marching orders of Jesus. That was his marching orders. That was his flight path. This is the path that you will take. The government will be upon your shoulder. This will happen. That will happen. Your name will be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the increase of your kingdom, of the increase of your government and peace. There will be no end. There will be no end. The flight path was determined for him. That this is the path you will go. And this and this will happen to you. Imagine if Jesus came out and tried to be like John the Baptist. What will be the future of you and I today? If Jesus came out and tried to be like someone else, what will be the future? No. But he stood with his uniqueness. Celebrated it. Stood by it. And then the world will come and say, all men seek you. Why? Because of his uniqueness. Stand to your feet. We'll continue the other parts next Sunday. Glory to God. Glory to God. Lift your hands and worship Him. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Ministries International. For information about Kingsword Ministries, visit us at kingsword.org for information and additional resources. Thank you for listening to this message. And remember, where the word of a king is, there's power.